It's time. We're back. NFL Sunday show. Views from Section 400. It's your host, Matt. My two hosts, Jack and Brian. Uh, You'll notice Jack is back on the pod, back in action, back from Vegas. Rumor has it he walked away with 100 grand in winnings. But we'll uh, we'll let him take over and, and see what he has to say. What's going on, Jack? It's good to have you back, man. Man, I'm happy to be back. Uh, Vegas was a hell of a trip. Went for work, stayed for pleasure. Got to check out Circa Sportsbook last night for the Thursday night football game. That was pretty cool. Uh, I wish we got a, a better matchup, a little healthier matchup, but it is what it is. That's football. That's a game we love. And uh, happy to be back from Vegas, though. Let's uh, let's get cooking through this NFL slate. Yeah, man. I'm uh, I'm pretty pretty excited. Definitely good to have you back. I always like to see the insight, and I always like to rip you on rip on you a little bit about the Jaguars. I know they had a tough one last weekend, so. Can't wait to get back into that one. But before we get into it, Brian, I just wanted to say what's up, man. How you doing, bro? Yeah, I'm good. Um, a little sore today. I have been working out every day since Memorial Day, trying to get healthy for the wedding. And I decided to run a 5K yesterday. Um, not a real 5K, just a 5K on the treadmill. Got there. Oh, God. But today, my glutes and my hamstrings, I can't move. So that's, that's great. Um, but Auburn's basketball team is making me feel a little better. But, yeah, it's been a rough day. For what we're about to run through. But without further ado, it is the NFL show. So let's just jump right into it. Um, first game on the slate here. Well, I think, you know, you put a little nice nugget in there. No more 930 games. You don't have to deal with that shit anymore. Uh, you know, I know some games are good on paper. Some games are bad. We're done with it. <sighs> it's really been a bad year, man. I mean, we haven't had much luck with good games. Chargers at the Packers. Uh, who cares? I mean, I know the Packers have a great fan base. So in Lambeau, people show up and give a shit. But, I mean, the Packers really aren't that good, uh, to, to say the least. And the Chargers are the Chargers. But the Chargers going to Lambeau and they're minus three, I don't particularly love that. Um, I, I want to lean towards taking the Packers plus three. Um, but you know, I don't go pushes, so I'll, I'll buy the half point and take the Packers plus three and a half. Um, and that's really all I got for that game. You know, maybe Herbert goes over on his passing yards, but other than that, that's all I got. Jack, I'll kick it off to you. What do you got for this one? Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. Don't love this matchup. Nothing really too exciting about it. Uh, the Chargers, they just, they're a talented team and they find a way to lose half their games. It's just, it's so Philip Rivers-esque. It's so Chargers. It's just never going to change. Uh, anyway, I still think that this is, you know, a team that think, that has playoff aspirations, believes that they should be there. Packers, on the other hand, they're still trying to figure it out with Jordan Love. I think the Chargers go out there and win this one. Uh, do they cover the three points? I think so. I think at the end of the day, the Packers offense just doesn't have enough firepower to keep up with the Chargers who do score. Yeah, no, I, I don't hate that. I will say in 12 games that these two teams have played, the Packers are 10-2. and two. I don't know how much that pertains to this year because um, Jordan Love and the Packers' offense is just a dumpster fire. But I'm going to take the Packers. I The Chargers, like you mentioned, Jack, the Chargers are a flat circle. Time is a flat circle. It's Phillip Rivers all over again. This team's talented. They're going to make the playoffs some years, but they're never going to take that next step. And I think not taking that next step starts with losing to Green Bay this week, dropping two games under 500, and they're really just screwed in a very tough AFC, a little bit easier of an AFC now that uh, Joe Burrow's done for the year. But, yeah, I, I like the Packers here. I'm going to take them. I'll take them on the money line. I'll get spicy with it. I'll take Packers on the money line. Uh, but, yeah, that'll be my play. But yeah, good stuff. I mean, it's a game that I, you know, I, I'll have to watch because I have Eckler and Keenan Allen and fantasy. But other than that, a game I can give two shits about. Um, but yeah, moving on to a divisional battle. I guess it's a good game because both teams are six and three. But the Steelers travel to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Um, like I said, both teams six and three. 
I'll just kick it over to you, Jack. Like, what do you got for this divisional matchup in probably the best division in football? I know we just lost some quarterbacks, but tough division. I feel like the Steelers find a way to win this divisional game. They're just they, – they, they know how to play that AFC North. Uh, they don't win a ton of games outside of their division. But, yeah, going against Dorian Thompson, whoever the fuck, uh, yeah. Give me, give me the Steelers. Give me the Steelers on the money line. I, I like the Steelers. Um, an interesting fact: uh, T.J. Watt, when he's healthy, I know he's not healthy a lot. He's nine and one and one. Shows you how disgusting these games normally are. That they have a tie uh, against the Browns in his career, and he has sixteen sacks in those eleven games. So he's been dominant. I mean, we know how dominant T.J. Watt is. But in terms of picking a side here, I think I like Kareem Hunt over 30 and a half rushing yards uh, in a, what should be a disgusting game that I'm not going to watch. But Matt, what are no. you thinking here? Yeah, I, 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 if I had to lean something, I do like the Cleveland, the Cleveland rushing uh, attack. Um, the, it just like feels like such a trap over under like. If it honestly feels like one of those where, like, if you take the under, there's going to just magically be 50 points scored. And if you take the over, it's going to be like a, a, a 10 to 7 final. So that's just like the way it would go. I feel like if I take an over or under, so I'm just going to leave that number alone. That's just, I can't, I can't deal with that. Um, like I said, you know, you guys definitely have an angle with, with the, uh, with the Browns rushing attack um, um, there, but, so I'm going to jump over to the Steelers um, and I will rock Deontay Johnson under 45 and a half yards and Najee Harris under rushing yards, I think is the way I'm going here. Um, like I said, I think that Cleveland defense is locked in, but the Browns defense just being absolutely electric uh, and Najee Harris not being electric. I will take Najee Harris's under, uh, you know, rushing yards. And I think I did throw in Deontay Johnson under receiving yards. So, um, yeah, I mean, probably probably one of the better games in the one o'clock slate, a nice divisional matchup in uh, one of the, if not the best division in football. Uh, moving on. Yeah, we kind of jump right in to the Titans at the Jaguars. Down in Jacksonville, again, for the second week in a row, Jaguars coming off a horrific loss at home. Uh, you know, that was a game for the Jaguars to kind of say, look, it was an either, you know, we're here and we're legit or we're, you know, that fake legit, we're actually frauds. And we kind of saw how that played out as they lost by 30 at home. Yeah, uh, Jack, I'll, I, you know, uh, you're the guy here. I mean, the banner's in the background. Let, let's hear what you got, man. There we go. I was waiting for you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, yeah, tough loss last week. Jags went on the bye, came back off the bye. We're still asleep. It happens. All right, it happens. The 49ers were the best team in football through, what, four or five, six weeks. All right, let's right, let's relax a little bit. They came back healthy off their bye, all right? They needed this one more than the Jags did, all right? And that's that's all we're going to say at this point. Coming into this next week, Jags at home again, divisional game against the Titans. Uh, you know, team we're very familiar with, team that we beat in week 18 last year at home to go to the playoffs. Uh, we ended up beating Justin Herbert and the Chargers, if you guys remember that one as well, so – Jags minus seven at home. Get out of here. Jack had his power rankings come out today, and he had the Jags at six. And looking at that originally, I said, what the hell are you thinking? Then I thought about it more. We've shit on this NFL schedule, this NFL scheduling, these games so much this year. At some point, the problem isn't the schedule. It's that these teams are fucking garbage. These teams are so bad. Sam Howell is a top 10 quarterback in the league this year. The quarterback play has been awful. The teams have been awful. And the Jaguars, because of that, are what, six and four, six and three? 
So, I mean, it's just frauds are going to be good. You see the Steelers at six and three. It's just what's happening. So it's it's a shame. It's a shame it's happened this year. Uh, before I make a pick for this game, I will say last week I told you, Jack, that the 49ers won their bye week and the Jaguars lost their bye week. And that because of that, the 49ers would go into Jacksonville and win the game handedly. The Jaguars lost their bye week. The 49ers won their bye week. The 49ers came in, losers of three straight. They were banged up. The bye came at the perfect time. You talked about the Jaguars being hot. That's not when you want to go on the bye. And they go into Jacksonville and beat the Jaguars. That's exactly what happened. And you told me I was crazy for talking about winning a bye week, losing a bye week. I just want to say I was right there. Uh, my pick on this game, I'll give you Derrick Henry over rushing yards. In 13 career games against the Jaguars, he has rushed for 16 touchdowns and 1,373 yards. He kills the Jaguars. I know the Titans' offense isn't great, but he's going to get his, and, yeah, that's my pick. Um, after – hey, look, I mean, they should be pretty pissed off after getting embarrassed at home, right? I mean, it, you would expect them to come out ready to play, and the Titans aren't very good, right? I mean, the Titans – you know, like Brian said, Derrick Henry, um, you know, I I like his over rushing yards, 55 and a half, I think is pretty low. Um, so that would be my pick for this game. I, I cannot, I mean, dude, like, you know I, know, I know you think I'm the big Jags anti-hater here, but Brian's the one who like was on the Niners, Niners and I'm pretty sure I, I took the Jags plus three. So I was on your side until I saw them just get absolutely dismantled and destroyed. Um, and that's why I'm just, you know, uh, the other part is I have Trevor Lawrence on one of my fantasy teams, and he's been so underwhelming and disappointing that I just I, – I, I can't do it with that franchise, man. Trevor Lawrence – I mean, Doug Peterson is like the last bit of hope I have for that franchise. If that guy goes, I I, I don't know. I don't know what will happen. But, yeah, I can't trust the Jaguars anymore. I can't. I mean, they, I mean, what? I took them plus three and they lost by 30? <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I do I – do, no, because I feel like we missed a pretty big headline. Didn't one of their receivers, like, get fucking arrested and thrown in jail? He's questionable this week somehow. He might play. What? <laughs> Yeah, Zay Jones, what, he beat his girlfriend? He beat his girlfriend. Like, I feel like we yeah. have to touch on that. Yeah, I okay. Look, I, I don't really want to touch on it because it's all – it's nothing's confirmed. It's not like it's not like we had a Ray Rice elevator video. Um, It's, you know, the, all you saw was the headline, Jags receiver arrested for uh, – w- what's the what – Domestic is the, abuse. Regardless, can't do that shit. Uh, I hope it's not true. I hope it didn't happen. Hopefully it's a, a, a fake news kind of story. But, yeah, we don't really need to get into that. Uh, the Jags have been without Zay Jones for most of the year. He got hurt week one. Uh, uh, actually, excuse me, he got hurt week two against the Chiefs. And uh, he's been in and out of the lineup since. So Jags are just going to have to keep on rolling without him. Hopefully that doesn't bring too much distraction. Hopefully he's all right. Hopefully everybody's all right. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully, the team can rally around that and uh, and move forward. But uh, moving on, horrible game. Raiders against the Dolphins. Raiders suck, uh, and the Dolphins are what the Dolphins are, right? We've seen an electric offense, and we've seen an okay defense. I know they got what Jalen Ramsey back, so he's you know a veteran leader in the secondary, a guy who can make make plays, celebrate, get the crowd into it, get the team into it. Um, so we'll see them rocking and rolling. Yeah, I mean, it's just criminal if you don't take Tyreek Hill over receptions. Whatever it is, it's always like six and a half, seven and a half, eight and a half. Give me his over. I don't know what the number is. I don't think I have it in the notes here. But whatever Tyreek Hill's over over on total receptions are, it's usually in the six and a half to eight and a half range. Give me the over. What do you got, Brian? Yeah, no, I, I know how much you love that Tyreek Hill receptions, but I think you're 2-0. and oh. When you've taken it this year, probably go three and zero against a Raiders team without Marcus Peters, most likely for this one. You know, I was looking at this game, and I wanted to mention something. You you said the Dolphins have a shot at the Super Bowl, which which they do, um, but I don't think they've beaten the team five hundred or better in their last twelve tries, and the Raiders are five hundred. Somehow, some way, the Las Vegas Raiders are five and five. 
I'm not right, saying, dude, take, take the Raiders on the money line then. I'm not saying they're going to win this game, but I'm going to take them plus 12 and a half. It's a big spread. What do you got, Jack? Yeah, I, I like I like the that play, Brian. Um, you know, I, the, there's one or two ways that I see this going. You know, either the Dolphins treat this game, you know, treat treat the Raiders like they did the Broncos and really blow them out, and you know, show the show the league, you know, we're really we're really that offense. We really are. Uh, but on the other side, the Raiders are the hottest, debatably the hottest team in football right now. I mean. Uh, the Broncos are also very hot too, uh, with their successively, but the Raiders after firing McDaniels, got the crowd hype, got, got the locker room hype. Uh, I think it's a really tall task for them to go, you know, three straight and beat the dolphins here, but I like them covering 12 and a half. Uh, give me, give me the, uh, give me Josh Jacobs over on rushing. And that's, that's going to be my official play on this one. But yeah, like like we said, this is gonna be uh it's gonna be one of those weird games where you kind of don't know what's gonna happen. Twelve and a half is a lot of points, not for the Giants, but for anybody else, it's a lot of points. Um, and yeah, all right, moving on to the hottest team in the AFC South, Houston Texans, uh, at home against the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, dude, this is just the CJ Shroud show at this point. I mean, um. MVP front runner. I mean, what are we talking about here? This guy is dynamic. He's thrown for a shit ton of yards. He's thrown a shit ton of touchdowns and he's winning games at home and on the road game winning drives all over the place. Um, I'll just kind of leave it up to you guys, Jack, what do you got against your division foe and really kind of stirring up a little Trevor Lawrence for CJ Stroud, like almost like a Jalen hurts uh, versus Dak Prescott. Um, you know, call this like a knockoff version, I guess. But what do you got? Yeah, uh, I, I can't, I can't say a bad thing about CJ Stroud. Uh, he does play for the Texans, which sucks. Uh, I really, really wish that he went somewhere else, but it is what it is. And uh, the Texans are rolling. So, do I like them to be the Cardinals in this one? Yes, uh, the Cardinals aren't play, playing for shit. I know Kyler's back. I know he looked pretty good, uh, pretty good uh, in his debut. Um, I, I I thought throwing the ball, you know, struggled at times, but was definitely efficient running it, uh, you know, doing what Kyler Murray does. So uh, as much as I like Kyler, I, I don't think that they're really – the Cardinals in general are playing with much juice, and uh, I'll take the, the Texans at home on this one. Matter how bad the Cardinals are, I don't know if I trust. You know, obviously to win the game, but like like we're saying here, and you know, it's a letdown spot for the Texans coming back home. You know, just had a big, big, big win on the road uh, against Cincinnati. Um, I think it's a little bit of a letdown, but uh, I'll let you keep going, Jack. You got something else? Yeah, I was gonna say I like. I'm, I'm looking at the lines right now. Trey McBride has been full wago uh, over the past few weeks. His line is set at 55 and a half receiving yards taking the over on that yeah definitely will help with kyler slinging him the ball um and honestly it's looked like the best target uh for kyler like you said i'm gonna stick with what's hot and i will go uh cj stroud over passing yards and i will also go with the red hot pick that i got laughed at for last week almost laughed off the show Talking about torn ACLs, this, that, and the third. Okay. Hit with ease, <laughs> Kyler Murray over rushing yards. Give it to me again. I wouldn't say that hit with ease. <laughs> it hit with ease, man. He needed a 15-yard scramble on the in the game final minutes for it to cash. But it did hit with time time remaining in the game. Um I have a bone to pick with Rich Gannon. And the Arizona Cardinals. So that is the whole city of Philadelphia. Yeah. I'm going to join in with the city of Philadelphia on a rare occasion here. Last week, Kyler Murray threw a touchdown pass that the refs inexplicably brought back. Michael Wilson got in the end zone. He should have been ruled a touchdown. And then Rich Gannon brings in Clayton Toon, who I thought I was done with. I thought I'd never hear the name again on my television. To score a QB sneak. I, I I guess Kyler's first game back, but like I don't want to see Clayton Toon on my TV. The NFL's bad enough. I don't want to see Clayton Toon enter football games. 
So for that reason and that reason only, I'm taking the Texans minus six, the future AFC South champion, Houston Texans. Um, and that's my pick. Yeah, I I, lo- I love it here, dude. Um, I I agree. I think I think the Texans totally have a shot for that division. Um, but yeah, no, I I mean, dude, look, I, I like the Texans this year. I like CJ Stroud, and they've looked competent. It's not like it's just CJ Stroud's balling out and like the rest of the team sucks, like we've seen for the last five or so years. Like, dude, Tank Dell, that guy's come out of nowhere and has been electric for them. Noah what Brown. Was he in? Noah Brown. Who is that? <laughs> yeah, like, 300 yards in his last two weeks. <laughs> the guy's been unbelievable. So, like, I, you know, is that is that a byproduct of C.J. Stroud just being unbelievable? Or, you know, they're just actually good and they haven't had competent quarterback play. I don't know what it is, but there's some magic brewing in Houston. Moving on. Yeah, I'll, uh, you know, I think uh, Jack and I should just go take a break and uh, Brian can talk to you guys about uh, the Giants. Oh, what even more is there to say at this point, man? Um, last week went about as well or as on brand as I thought it was going to be, except for the fact they made me lose my bet because they scored a meaningless touchdown to get 10 points and I took the under 9.5. So the Giants are just the bane of my existence this year. Brian Dable needs to go. I saw a meme on Twitter that if you flip his head around, it looks like a normal human. Which is what <laughs> with his bald head and his beard, if you flip his head on its axis, it looks like a normal person, which has nothing to do with his football brain. But I don't know, that's the kind of headlines that are coming out of Giants camp because the team's just that atrocious this year. They're going against the top 10 quarterback in the league this year, and Sam Howe never thought I'd utter those words either. Uh, eight and a half on the road. They're without Evan Neal again, although even if he played, they'd probably be worse. Um, Adoree Jackson's out, so Terry McLaurin's about to set the world on fire until they go up 30 points and take him out. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau and Bobby Ricari, I haven't even bothered to learn his name because they've been that bad this year. Yeah, um, him. Uh, they're both questionable. They might as well sit out. This, um, I've given up. I'm ready for baseball season, or I guess football season, because Auburn is good. Now, apparently, they're on a win streak, three in a row. Um, and Auburn basketball, don't sleep on them. But, yeah, I'm I'm sick of the Giants. I just want them to be done. I'm just getting sad just looking at the New York Giants on our notes here. Tommy DeVito under 160.5 passing yards. Which is a disgusting passing line. That's just a disgusting line. Um, I'll, I'll keep it short because there's not much to touch on in this game. Uh, just, just give me Saquon over 70 and a half rushing yards. They're going to have to lean on him, right? I mean, the guy, DeVito can't throw the ball. And even if he could throw the ball, he has nobody to throw the ball to. Um, so that offense is, is just out of control. Uh, you know, the commanders, they, they traded away Montez Sweat and uh, Chase Young. So, they their their defensive line is kind of you know in shambles a little bit, and the defense in general isn't that good. All right, yeah this this game is pretty gross. These two teams are definitely in the bottom of the league. Uh, the Giants, yeah, they need to just jump ship. Look forward to next year. Commanders, you know they've had their ups and downs this year, but after trading away their two best defensive players, their season's done as well. So I'm not gonna be watching this game. Don't really give two craps about this game. It has no implication on the league. Uh, so uh, just give me some unders. Yeah, give me give me the DeVito under. Uh, uh, yeah. And Hauk, are they going to use Jalen Hyatt? Should we just take his unders like we should have been all season? Uh, uh, yeah. I don't think they're even offering it anymore because they were- <laughs> <laughs> You play him five snaps a game, if that. So, yeah, let's just take his unders. Let's take the DeVito unders. Let's just not watch this game. I mean, talk about a team that just has no shot, right? Yeah, there is a zero percent chance the Giants win. Oh, there we go. Now we <laughs> yeah. finally got some zero percents go. on the board. <laughs> I'm with you. There, with there you. we go. Uh, we're moving on here, but Cowboys at the Carolina Panthers. Kind of like the notes say, who cares? Um, you know, Cowboys should win handedly. Uh, you know, 
They always are known to do something stupid, though, to butcher it. I think 10 and a half points is a lot of points, but it's also another one where it's like, yeah, I guess the Cowboys could cover that. I hate taking big spreads in the NFL just because, you know, that that corny quote of any giving sun, given Sunday, it, it, it does apply. So I'll stay away from that. Um, you know, just just give me CeeDee Lambs over receiving yards. Uh, I think he, he, he gets that done uh, pretty easily. Um, I don't care who who lines up against them. I think they'll go to him early and often, and uh, and, and get the job done there. But uh, Jack, I'll jump over to you. Uh, what do you got here, man? Yeah, uh, the Cowboys should win this one handedly. Ten and a half points is a lot. I'm still gonna take it. Uh, I've seen absolutely nothing out of Bryce Young in the Panthers' offense this year to warrant any sort of. Uh, yeah, they're going to keep this one close. I mean, this is going to be another Cowboys versus Giants. There, it could be 30 to, to, to nothing before you blink your eyes. Um, and that's that's what I'm going to ride with. Panthers 21. Are you being serious or are you about to then jump into your take? Nope, let's move on. Panthers 21. Okay. Okay. Uh, do you have any backstory to that, or are you just going Panthers money line and just say, "Hey, screw my betting record this year. Uh, this I'll take the loss." Panthers money line. This All right. The- Panthers money line. That's got to be like plus four hundred. Um, nah, maybe not that high, but definitely. Hey, Brian's the man of the plus money magic, and we'll move on to the next game. Bears at the Lions. In Ford Field, Brian will get his Fox aesthetic of seeing the jerseys in Ford Field, um, which I think there's more of the aesthetic for the Thanksgiving game, but I guess we get a little preview of that um, here. But, yeah, I mean, the Bears, like, haven't been good, but at the same time have kept games close, but they also haven't played good teams. But the NFL this year also is bad team. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff going on there. I would, I would, I think you're probably safe to just take uh, Jameer Gibbs over rushing yards. Uh, he's been turning up the last few weeks here, uh, really over over the last month. So, I, you know, I don't have much for this game because I think the Bears suck. But um, yeah, I, I don't want to dig in too much. But just give me Jameer Gibbs over rushing yards. I think they lean on him a little bit here, and uh, and you know, we could honestly see him break off like a 40 yard run on the first play of the game. But uh, yeah, I'll jump over to Brian here. What do you got here, dude? Yeah. You mentioned the Thanksgiving game. And I also mentioned earlier in the podcast, we can't really blame the NFL for scheduling because the teams are so bad. I can 110% blame Roger Goodell and whoever makes this horrible schedule for not having this game on Thanksgiving. Bears lions is Thanksgiving. I want to see bears and lions on my TV at noon. Wow. I'm avoiding my family on Thanksgiving. That's just a tradition. And they did this a week early. It's not even like it's another time in the season. It's a week early. Did they just butcher the date? They thought Thanksgiving was a week before and and, and on a Sunday? I don't understand. Uh, But, yeah, I'm going to take the over here. The Ford Field aesthetics. Justin Fields is back. Lions, you call them frauds. But at least that offense is really good. The defense has work to do. But, um. Yeah, also, shout out George Strand. Uh, your lines are good now. So, yeah, Jack, what do you got? Yeah, yeah, the lines are good, uh, and they're going to win this game. I know Justin Fields is back. That's got It's going to make it a little bit more exciting to watch, that's for sure. Uh, but the Lions are a great team. Their offensive line is dominant. There's no reason Jameer Gibbs can't hit 42.5 yards rushing. There's no reason David Montgomery can't hit 48.5 yards rushing. I'll take both of these running backs overs uh, on the rushing yards. And um, I don't know if I'm going to parlay it with a seven and a half spread, but uh, maybe if I'm getting both of those player props, do the lines on the money line, or maybe, you know, a minus three or minus four tees. uh, That's that's some nice value right there. I I think they win this one-handedly. Yeah, for sure. You'll definitely get some plus money magic there. And and like you touched on, the Lions O-line is electric. So I could, you know, the, these running backs should have no uh, no problem having a field day, uh, you know, running the ball. But, you know, moving on to another kind of shit show game here. Um, 
Bucks travel to San Francisco to take on the Niners. Uh, is it a letdown spot after, you know, coming off a big win? Or, uh, you know, the, the Niners kind of still have some work to do with three losses. Um, I usually try to stay away from spreads. Again, 12 is too high for me, so probably going to stay away from it. But McCaffrey didn't get in the end zone last week. I think he gets in this week, and not only does he get in once, he gets in twice. Give me McCaffrey two touchdowns this weekend uh, against the Buccaneers. What do you got, Jack? I like that. I like I like the two touchdowns. You know, it was uh, you, you know they they put up thirty something points against the Jags last week, but they still couldn't get McCaffrey in. So if there's one thing the Jags are going to hang their hat on after last weekend, it's the fact that they stopped Christian McCaffrey's uh, touchdown streak. Uh, it's pretty impressive, if you ask me. It might be more important than a win. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, no, in this game, I'm not touching that twelve point spread. Uh, I think Baker can still ball out a little bit. He get he he'll get fired up, you know, going across the country for this game. I don't have an official play on this one yet, but uh, but maybe I'll have one when when Sunday rolls around. All right. Um. Yeah, Matt, you kind of stole my thunder. I thought you were gonna take Christian McCaffrey for one, and then I was gonna up you and take him twice. Uh. But <laughs> yeah, you you saw the. I don't know how you read my mind, but you did. So good for you. Um, Jack, I will say they tried to get Christian McCaffrey in that end zone too. And the oh, Jack I know. Kyle Shanahan was trying his hardest at the end of that game. I think four straight times on a first and goal, and they didn't get him in. So if they can hang their hats on one thing, it's uh they stop that. In terms of play on this game, oh boy. Just jump on the two touchdowns, man. Yeah, we're 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 squ- we're squad riding that. We're squad yeah, riding yeah. Let's do it. DMC two touchdowns. Views from section four hundred squad ride play of uh, the slate. McCaffrey two touchdowns after. Look, I'll give you that. Uh, the Jaguars stopped them, and there was nobody who before that was able to stop them. And even furthermore, what you know, the Niners were up what thirty points, and they're like throwing the ball trying to get the guy into the end zone. Um, you know, pretty pretty disrespectful move by the Niners, if you ask me. I, I think that was a little unnecessary. Like, I get it in sports. Like, you know, do, do whatever you want. But, like, hold, you know, it was a little disrespectful being up, up, up like that. It was a little Bush League. A little, yeah, a little it, bush it was league. a little bit of a Bush League move. Squad ride, McCaffrey two touchdowns. Who knows? Maybe he has three touchdowns. Who the hell knows? Who the hell knows? But we'll roll on here to divisional matchup. Jets traveling to upstate New York to take on the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the Bills are in shambles. The Jets aren't particular, uh, particularly in, uh, you know, the the glory field, heaven, whatever you want to call it, either. We have seen a lot of updates about Aaron Rodgers running around, um, you know, play, uh, you know, just just really on that Achilles that he tore uh, in the beginning of the season, uh, week one. And we keep hearing all these reports that this guy's coming back this year. So they have something to play for, I guess. The Bills still have something to play for because, um, you know, they still have a 500 record and uh, they probably still can compete for that division. I mean, they're what, only a game back of Miami? And I'm pretty sure they already beat the Dolphins. So, you know, there's a lot to play for there. Um, This is one, though, where the Jets defense is competent enough. I think I will – I will. I just – I want to trust the Bills. I really do, especially at home. But I don't think I can. And uh, it hasn't hit the last couple weeks, but I'm going to jump back on – actually, no, I'm not. I'm not taking Stephon Diggs. He's hurt me too many times the last few weeks. He's red hot, and, and, and he's been hurting the record. So I'll stay away from that. Um, that's a matchup to watch, though. Sauce Gardner versus Stefan Diggs. I mean, that's that's something I, I would have circled. <sighs> this is a tough one. You know what? Screw it. Give me Diggs over. I don't care. I'll take it. I'm all over the place. Give me Diggs over receiving yards, and we'll jump over to you, Jack. What do you got on this one? Yeah, this uh, this is this should be a great game. Uh, divisional game. Jets, Bills, you know, throw back to, to week one when the Jets upset the Bills and everyone was, was uh, you know, 
getting all all crazy about you know what Zach Wilson could be and all that kind of stuff. I I don't like the Bills minus seven at all. Uh, I, A lot of points. I don't think there's there's any reason they should be seven point favorites when they lost to the Jets earlier this season when they've looked horrendous for the past few weeks. They just lost to the Broncos. You know, all these different things. No reason they should be a seven-point favorite. Uh, I think the only way, and I I really do mean this, I think the only way that they cover that seven points is if the Jets just give up. If the Jets don't have the faith and they give up on Zach Wilson and the team, yeah, the Bills could cover this. But my my play is going to be Jets plus seven. Yeah, I don't – I kind of wanted to ride Jets plus seven until – I saw this stat. So I've been very, very on board with James Cook and letting the Bills let James Cook. And I don't think I'm crazy in that sentiment because there are four players in the National Football League this year that have rushed for 500 yards and caught or received for 200 yards. Travis Etienne, bell cow. Josh Jacobs, bell cow. And Christian McCaffrey, who we just talked about scoring two touchdowns because he's in the game every play. The other one's James Cook. And James Cook shares time with Latavius Murray for some reason, with Damian Harris in the beginning of the year until he fell off the face of the earth. I think he got concussed and then cut. Um, And now they signed Leonard Fournette. And then the Bills went ahead and fired their offensive coordinator. They hired Joe Brady. James Cook is going to eat in this game. He's going to eat for the rest of the season because they finally realized this is a guy that's really good at football. And we should probably hand him the ball more than 10 times a game. So I'm going to take James Cook over 53 and a half yards. It's a lot of yards. It's going to get 20 carries. Well, we'll see what happens there. Um, I I can't touch points on that game. Um, I really can't. Uh, uh, but, yeah, I mean, good stuff, I guess. That's This is going to be a weird one where, you know, you don't know who the bills are. It's like, do they come out and win the game like 34 to 10 or is it a close game? Right. Because we could just see Josh Allen snap, go off the bills play well at home and, and just totally dominate this game. Um, it, it, it doesn't seem like it's trending that way, but I mean, they're coming off a bad loss at home. I, I think, uh, and that was a national TV game too. So, you know, they, they got a little more, bit more attention coming their way. So, Definitely a game to look out for, I guess, just because the Bills kind of have to win. It's kind of a must-win for them, right? I mean, if they lose and they're five and six, that's not a great look for Josh Allen. Um, and we'll kind of leave it there. We'll, we'll let Sunday play out and see what happens. But yeah, rolling through uh, the slate here as we get closer to the end. Uh, Seattle traveling to uh, Los Angeles to take the Rams on. Uh, the Rams suck. Right. I mean, they're just not a good team. We, we thought they might be, you know, one of those 500 competitive teams. They've shown to not be that at all. Uh, their defense isn't good. Um, and the offense, sure, they got Cooper Cup and, and, you know, the young rookie Puka Nakua coming in, playing well, catching a lot of balls. But other than that, they don't have any juice. If you recall, I, re- I, I remember like it happened last night. Um, opening week one parlay, I had uh, all these picks hit, and the last one to hit was the Seahawks to beat the Rams in Seattle. And the Rams won in Seattle. That was week one. Now we kind of know who the Rams are. And I think Pete Carroll, who I'm very high on, we all know if you've seen the previous clips, we know how I feel about Pete Carroll. I think the Seahawks go in and dominate this game dominate this game so i have no problem taking the money line i think they're only like minus one or minus one and a half give me the spread give me the money line i think the seahawks totally own this game but uh we'll jump over to jack on this one what do you got dude yeah i see that tyler lockett's questionable for this one he's a he's a big part of this team uh on the field and in the locker room he's a real leader for them uh, I don't think it's going to matter in this one whether he plays or not. I'm with you. Seattle's a good team. They've got playmakers on both sides of the ball. And uh, the Rams, 
I, I'm a big fan of Stafford. I love McVay. I've always liked Cooper Cup, and you know that kid Puka Nakua is fun to watch. But they 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 just haven't been able to stay healthy. Uh, I know Stafford's banged up. Uh, the the running back Kyron Williams, who had a great start to the year, he's he, I think he's still on IR. So. Uh, they just don't have the the firepower or the the playmakers on defense to to keep up with Seattle in this one. Yeah, I, I like Seattle in this one. It's the minus one doesn't make much sense to me. I know divisional games get weird here, and Sean McVay tends to out coach the coaches in his division unless it's Kyle Shanahan in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, Seattle. Seattle sounds like another uh, views from section 400 squad ride is either, you know, Seattle minus one, which doesn't really matter. Seattle money line, Seattle minus one. Uh, but we'll roll into the Sunday night game, Sunday night football, uh, which, you know, realistically seems like it'd be like, uh, who cares? But like, honestly, the Broncos aren't bad and the Vikings are playing well, uh, you know, behind new starting quarterback, Josh Dobbs. I, you know, I think this one could be pretty decent. Uh, you know, obviously AFC versus NFC uh, matchup on Sunday Night Football. But, you know, the Broncos have really turned it up lately. Um, you know, that's probably, you know, Sean Payton's got them probably, you know, just, you know, who they have last year is like Nate, Nate Hackett or Nathaniel Hackett, mm-hmm. whatever the hell the guy's name was. Horrible coach. So we, we, we saw we saw them just completely blow up last year but hey look they're playing a lot better they're playing 500 football and, and they're trending in the right direction so honestly I, I'm not going to take the Broncos on the spread but I'll take Broncos money line regardless of the Vikings being red hot um, and I think Justin Jefferson is pretty much a 50-50 coin flip to come back this week I don't know what he was at practice today but He's a 50-50, I heard, uh, but I, I'm I'm still going to roll with the Broncos at Mount Mile High. Um, you know, look for those big, fat D linemen on the Viking side of the ball to be uh, huffing and puffing, gasping for air uh, up there uh, in the elevated altitude. But we'll jump over to Brian here and see what he's got. This is one of the better games on the slate, and you would have not thought that two weeks ago. I like Josh Dobbs. I really like Josh Dobbs. I really hate Russell Wilson. So I... Broncos minus two. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I got the money line. You got the minus two. But, I mean, it's hard to stay away from him, right? Yeah, it's really hard. I, I love Josh Dobbs, but I just think the Vikings have been too hot. They are due to just have a meltdown of a game. And it's probably going to come, like you said, when they're huffing and puffing up in the up in the Denver air. That's, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, look, Josh Dobbs just knows adversity. And he's just overcoming his entire career. So I don't think the, uh, the huffing and puffing is going to get to him. But maybe the big, fat defensive lineman, as Colin said. Uh, yeah, these these are definitely two of the hottest teams in football right now. You wouldn't think it, but you know, ever since getting Josh Dobbs, the Vikings have been winning. Uh, you know, that's not something that they couldn't do under Kirk, but something that they're doing more efficiently right now for sure under Josh Dobbs. Uh, and then you know, Broncos on the other side of the ball just had impressive wins against the Chiefs and the Bills. Um, you know, two two of the you know perennial better teams in football over the past few years. So. Gotta love both of the directions that these teams are heading. Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't bet. You know, for Sean Payton, I won't do it. I don't like him. Um, I think that the fact that Drew Brees only got one Super Bowl is his fault. He should have had more. Um, and he's better than Tom Brady. But let's let's not get into that. Um, let's not get into that whole deal. Uh, <laughs> I won't actually bet it, but give me the Broncos. Give me the Broncos on the money line, you know. Money line, right? Yep. Yeah, money line. I think Broncos money line is, is a safe play here. And I guess you could get you could get dicey with the minus two and a half, sure. Um, but yeah, I mean Broncos money line seems pretty safe up in the Denver air. I don't know if the Vikings will be able to adapt that well. But 
Moving on to uh, the game that everybody cares about, everybody's going to be tuned into um, Super Bowl rematch. Uh, probably the best Super Bowl we've seen in the last 10 years besides uh, the 2017 Super Bowl when the Eagles actually won. Um, and, you know, that's an unbiased take, obviously. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, this is a game that everybody has circled and has has had circled since the schedule released back in May. Um, this is this is just what everybody wants to see. I mean, that Super Bowl last year was so electric. Uh, you know, you wanted to see overtime there. You you wanted that game to go to a fifth quarter. I mean, that was just an absolutely electric matchup. I know the rosters are a little different. Obviously, year to year in the NFL, one team is not the same. But, it, you know, you still have both quarterbacks facing off against each other and both head coaches facing off against each other. So it creates for a dynamic, dynamic matchup and obviously going to be an electric atmosphere. You know, I can't pick against the birds, obviously, ever. Um, and I, I really genuinely believe they can win this game. And I think they will win this game, especially coming off the Super Bowl loss. Um, and, and the Chiefs, honestly probably got a little bit worse uh, compared to, to where they were in that Super Bowl. And sure, you could say the Eagles maybe got a little bit worse as well, but they were 8-1. And, and you can argue they're the best team in football. So I think, uh, you know, the Birds the birds will, will you know, win this game. I, I don't know by how much. Pro- obviously, won't be a blowout. You're not blowing Pat Mahomes out in, in Arrowhead. But I, I think the the, the – the Eagles get it done, and you know the Eagles fans travel well, so I think you'll see some green in in Kansas City. But that that stadium gets totally electric, so you know it, it'll totally be dominated by Chief fans. Um, but you know the Eagle fans travel well, and uh, you know Eagles teams just win football games under Nick Sirianni. They just win games. They get the job done. Obviously, they didn't get the big one done last year in February, but. For the most part, they win games. I think he has – I don't know what the exact number is, but he has some, like, crazy number. I think he's, he's like, 29-10 and 10 as the head coach. Or, or it might even be a better record. I don't know. But it's some ridiculous stat where he is just absolutely electric and he just wins games. So, I think the Eagles win this game. I know, obviously, a little bias here, and that's why I'm eager to jump to you guys to see – we have uh, with some unbiased opinion. Well, I know I, I ripped into the Jags, so I know Jack will probably have some heat here, and Brian's already a New York guy, and the Giants suck, so he'll have some anti-shit here. But we'll jump over to you, Jack. What do you got for this one? Yeah, you know, I'm not going to shit on the Birds. They're a good football team. Uh, they they couldn't get it done in the big game last year, but it's tough to beat Patrick Mahomes. We, we've seen that time and time again. Uh you know, first that was their first time there with Hertz. They'll be back, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, this is obviously the biggest game of the week, probably the biggest game of the year so far. Both these teams are atop the AFC and the NFC yet again. Uh, so you know, you're you're really looking for the fireworks. To your point, uh, the Chiefs, their offense definitely is not as explosive as it was last year in the Super Bowl. However, their defense is much better than it was last year. Uh, and you know, the birds still have one of the best offenses and one of the best defenses. So not, not much has changed for them. I'm going to go with the chiefs because they're the home team. And it's as simple as that. I think both these teams are going to be very motivated in this one. Uh, Eagles maybe a little bit more since they suffered the loss. Having said that, you know, two familiar teams, Kelsey brothers, you know, it's going to be talked about all freaking game, all, all, all freaking week, but um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs simply because they're at home. If this game was in Philadelphia, I'd take the Eagles. What do you got, Bri? I mean, I, I know you're just loaded up here. The Mets hat's on. Uh, I'm sure, you know, the Plaxico Burris jersey's hanging on the wall uh, behind the camera. What's going on, dude? Yeah, so I have kind of stopped from my musical anti-Eagles parlays, and I think they've gotten worse. So I'm bringing it back. Strap in. Here we go. 15 second ad. All right. It's not even dropping. Baby, they got Mahomes. Travis Kelty, too. Kadarius Tony is catching a touchdown. Hey, Isaiah Pacheco going over rushing yards. 
Mahomes throwing for 350. Kelsey over 80. Hey. And of course, Chiefs money line. Because why not? So to recap, we got Patrick Mahomes, 350 yards. Travis Kelsey, 80 yards. Kadarius Tony, anytime touchdown. Hopefully he gets on the field. Uh, and I put and Isaiah Pacheco over whatever the hell his rushing yards is. He's soaring over that. The Chiefs are winning in Arrowhead. The birds are going to eight and two. And the Detroit Lions have a fast track to the number one overall seed in the NFC. That's a lot to digest. I ha- I have one immediate, immediate question. You said Mahomes for 350 and Pacheco for over on his how many yards do you think the Chiefs are putting up in this game? 500? He's literally that's literally what he's betting on is that there'll be 500 total yards from the Chiefs off Chiefs offense. They're gonna okay. have 692 yards of total offense. Which I understand. I mean the, the Eagles secondary hasn't been great, so maybe you have an angle there with Mahomes, but like, dude, the Eagles D line and front seven, nobody can run the ball on the Eagles. I mean, look I, I, again. I don't know the the exact numbers, but like, I'm pretty sure the Eagles' D line uh, or front seven, whatever you want to call it, their rush defense is the top in the league, and they let up a very minimal amount of yards per game uh, to, to to teams who try and rush the ball on them. So, kind of like you're saying, Jack, that, that's a lot of yards, and even more like, I don't, I, I don't see that. Uh, you know, the, the, the Mahomes is going to be throwing the ball all night because the, the Eagles secondary is a little shaky and, but their, their front seven is, is lights out. So. Yeah. Well, they, they talk about teams loading the box. The Eagles are going to have to do the second or the other way and they're going to have to drop everyone in coverage. And then Pacheco is just going to run all over them in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Speaking of Monday night, that means we have concluded the slate. I know it's a little bit of a longer one. We had to get into it, um, you know, with a bunch of games in there, Um, you know, some Jags banter. Thought Jack would have a little more juice on the Eagles there. I was kind of setting them up for 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 some for some for some Eagles bashing. But you don't bash you don't bash the contenders, but you can bash the frauds. And I'll leave it at I'll leave it at that. And uh, you know, that's all I got for uh the slate this weekend. Should be another good one. Hopefully the picks stay red hot. I know we're all above five hundred on handed out picks. So like I said, nobody else is doing it as good as us. But uh, I'll let you guys kind of close this out here. Smell you later, Vogelback. <laughs> <laughs>